I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. We have some surprises today. Today we're going to discuss a little bit about the banking system and our U.S. oil supply. Uh, but what's interesting about the banking system, it's kind of creeping in as pattern to the fall of 2019. And I find that very interesting because you're not really hearing about this in the mainstream media, but I think it's very important because it's time in history and time and season for where we're at. And these two issues are really big, but they're not telling you. And the disconnect is unbelievable, especially in the marketplace. And as far as the marketplace is concerned, um, the stock market should absolutely be correcting. Uh, it's, it's not, it should not be where it's at. Uh, there are issues out there, but more importantly, what's going on in the banking and the oil. So for instance, in the banking world itself, it's the usage of the emergency Fed fund area is hitting a new record high. And I remember talking about this in the fall of 2019 when the repo market was hitting such high levels, it was hundreds of billions of dollars a day. The entire banking system was on the verge of collapse and yet nobody told you about it. You didn't hear it. And then conveniently, uh, a virus shows up. But this Fed fund window is not where it's not a good indicator. Uh, basically, um, going back to 2019 anyway, it was so bad that it was literally hundreds of billions of dollars a day uh, that we were bailing banks out and the banking system was going down. But then, of course, during the uh, once uh, the virus hit, they started pumping literally trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars into the system. Uh, that was the biggest consequence to the virus. Uh, I mean, that bi biological weapons have consequences. I think this was a trial run, is my opinion. And I think another one's coming once they get that pandemic treaty signed. But beyond that, the financial system itself was done. And now we're seeing it escalate again. Now, on a side note to this, money market funds have seen inflows for the fifth straight week. They have a record high, listen to this, in the money market of $5.5 trillion. Now, remember, money in a money market is not cash. And they, yet they still use the word money market, but they're not even money markets anymore, as you and I would know them. The money markets have been, it was about four or five years ago, converted to something called government cash reserve account. You could look on your statement and see it. And if you didn't accept it, they said, close your account and, and leave. And this is, I got mine through a fidelity and everybody has it. You just don't know it. What that means is when you have money in a money market, you think it's in cash, but it's not. It's actually 98% US treasuries. Now, all due respect, I myself anyway, don't have any faith and uh, full faith credit <laughs> For the U.S. Treasury at all, I think we're on a precipice of not just a, a moral and societal decay and meltdown, um, but we're in an economic meltdown in front of us. And we've lost our unipolar world where the dollar was dominant. Now, granted, the dollar probably is going to continue to some extent. 
But you now have the BRICS. You have a, a big chunk of the world now doing energy deals outside the dollar. Um, people are moving away from the dollar since they've seen uh, the United States weaponize the dollar against Russia and how we stole hundreds of billions of dollars. And for those of you who think it was justified, that's a, that's just not true. Uh, we were the ones that provoked the war with Russia, uh, which is very unfortunate. Uh, I contended they were going to do this uh, back in 2016 when Clinton got in. But uh, of course, Donald Trump got in and ruined it because he was not going to go to war. But here we are in the banking system where you have about $5.5 trillion put into the money market that are now treasuries. So the government has been able to survive by printing all this money and using the currency that is in the money market funds to buy the government debt. Well, what's going to happen when that debt leaves or when people get money out of the money market? who's going to buy the treasuries? How are we going to sweep them up? This is a very big deal. One I don't hear anybody talking about. But what's interesting in the Fed window, the usage of the Fed's emergency bank lending facility rose by another, what, a half a billion dollars. It's now at hundred and just about $110 billion right now. So banks are flooding back in to use the emergency Fed system. Now, there's a lot more going on in the banking system than they're telling you. I contend there's a banking crisis coming way more than people realize. Uh, the banks that you saw fail had drained the entire FDIC insurance fund. And uh, they should have bailed those out because they broke the law to the 2008 Dodd-Frank rule. And they did it anyway. Uh, basically, they're breaking laws everywhere in the financial system. They don't seem to care. Uh, matter of fact, we're breaking laws everywhere in the government, and they don't seem to care. There is a two-tier uh, justice system going on, if not three-tier, towards we the people. Uh, God forbid if we jaywalk, but uh, they're breaking the law. They should never availed by the rules, by the law. The, the bank in California should never have been bailed out. But because it was Chinese um, money, as well as you know, left hot wing money, they bailed everything out. Plus, they didn't want the bank to go under just for the title, for the headline. But what's interesting is the last time yields were here and accelerating higher this fast. If you see the chart that I'm looking at, we this is when we saw the mini bank crisis exposed. Just about the next quarter later. We have a massive disconnect right now, and it's going to meet up. And when it does, we're going to find out. Now, you can also bring that down to the S&P and the U.S. government 30-year bond. And when you look at where the 30-year bond is compared to the S&P, that S&P is coming down. And it's just going to. This is all part of cycle movement, and it is going to be coming down. Now, how much, it's hard to say, uh, but all I know is there's a lot going on in the banking system that's just not right right now. And then here, it kind of correlates into this other story. Uh, and this is this is all coming out of Bloomberg now. They're the ones even talking about this one. But to how the uh, massive U.S. oil caverns are now empty and are going to take decades to refill. And what's interesting about that is the oil caverns uh, if you, for those that are unaware, we have deep, huge, deep caverns uh, down in 
the south there, and they're they're so deep that you could fit the Empire State Building in it and have, still have room. We put oil in there for emergency. This was done in the 70s, so people like Saudi Arabia and the rest of the world could not control us. And if we were to ever have a war like World War III, that we would have oil to supply our nation as well as our military. But they drained it. It took the Biden administration the better part of six months to drain the U.S. oil supply. It's now down to a 20-day of emergency reserve use. That's it. Not even three weeks. Now, why did they do that? People ask. Because they needed to keep the oil prices low and gas prices low. This was leading up to the election. They wanted to make sure that for the election, they showed gas prices coming down and people wouldn't be so panicked. You notice gas prices going up and they're going to continue to rise now, right? But in the meantime, we drained it. Now, this is all coming out of Bloomberg. It's the West Hackberry oil facility of the US, on the U.S. Gulf Coast. And buried deep beneath that surface are storage caverns so massive, like I said, they're tall enough to house the Empire State Building and plenty of room to spare. But thanks to the Biden administration and them trying to election rig, these reserve sites are sitting half empty. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve now sits at 340 million barrels, a level unseen since 1983, out of a total authorized storage capacity of 715 million. What's even more noteworthy is the emergency reserves are equal to approximately just 20 days worth of supply, which is an all-time record low. And what's, uh, to me, incredible is Donald Trump, now no one cares about budget anymore, and I understand that. Nobody, even Republicans, everyone's given up. I personally say, who cares, folks? And trust me, they're printing trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. That's why I would be getting gold and silver. Don't care about the price right now. You're going to find out why in the future, why it's vital to have. They're just printing this money until it's implosion, until they try to take us into the next system which is coming quickly. But Donald Trump had filled the U.S. Strategic Reserve up, capped it out, and did it when oil was really cheap. You remember when gas prices were really cheap under President Trump? And then, of course, when Biden gets in, they spent trillions on all these programs uh, and just unbelievable amount of money in what they got passed uh, and put into the system and inflation has gone through the roof since. And then they knew for election, gas prices were going to continue to rise. If for most Americans, we have a short-term memory, uh, but gas prices were getting pretty high. Diesel fuel was up almost, what, $6 in, in rising. And it, they wanted to lower that or else they were going to be in trouble politically. So they go and they drain the strategic reserve. The average price paid for the oil that was in that reserve was $29.70. Now, if we actually cared about a budget, which we don't, of course, right? To replace that oil, it's going to be now anywhere between $75 to $150 a barrel. Four, five hundred percent more. That's just spending money like the money they don't have. 
That's why they're getting ready to ramp up, you know, taxation, getting ready to just rape the American people because they're spending so much money and printing so much money. But to think we're going to be paying, wait till you see where the gas prices are going over the next uh, six months. It is going to be huge. You see, there's the balance between needing to buy and not purchasing too much at the same time. Because if the oil markets get spooked, the price is going to continue to rise even higher. So they have to buy a little bit of oil at a, at a, at a time. And it would be a very slow process. And even if we had the money, which we do because we just print it, the facilities were all in good shape at the time, which they're not. Because, you know, this gentleman, John Shakes, was talking about uh, he used to oversee the oil cash for the energy department and it could take decades to replace. Even the infrastructure needs to be repaired. So instead of spending money on all these social programs that the Biden administration has done, we, we should have been putting it into infrastructure, power plant systems, oil infrastructure. But instead, he wants to go to electric vehicles, which is really comical because what they're not telling you is electric vehicle is actually dirtier for the environment than fossil fuel. Just do your homework. It's embarrassing, really, because when you really know, it's embarrassing to see people think this way. Number one, they're not telling you the amount of work it takes to get the minerals out of the ground, how much energy it takes to get the minerals out of the ground to produce the batteries for electric vehicles. They're not telling you the amount of energy it takes to produce the electricity to put in the electric vehicle. And then what they're not telling you is how highly toxic the electric vehicle batteries are. Where are you going to put those batteries? Where's the Greenpeace and all of these, these lunatics on the left who think in this environment, this whole environmental thing, I'm just at such odds with it. Obviously, there's environmental things we could always do better, but this whole push about the world collapsing environmentally is the biggest joke in the world. And for people to believe it, you're embarrassing. You're an embarrassment to yourself because it's all a lie. Electric vehicles are worse for the environment than fossil fuel. I'll take my diesel all day long. This is unbelievable. It's going to take decades. What happens if we go to World War III? The depleted SPR also means that the U.S. could be vulnerable to oil price shocks. You think gas is expensive now? Wait until it's $10 a gallon. In particular, during domestic supply crunches. We'll be left at the mercy of Saudis, Russians, and the rest of the OPEC cartel. And the Saudis are no longer our friends. They're no longer beholden to us. The petrodollar deal's done. It's gone. The Saudis have agreed to start doing oil in the yuan as well as other currencies. Remember, the SBR was established in the 70s after the Arab embargo. And it was, a, it was designed to allow us to have oil in case there was any type of emergency with the world, that we would be able to control our own destiny. What also did the Biden administration do the first thing when they came in? They shut down all of our oil production in North Dakota and around the country. And they killed all of the leases, as many leases as they could, as well as leases to upgrade refinery capacity. They are literally going after the energy industry of America and we, the people, are going to suffer. They are going to put us on our knees. And most people just haven't a clue what that means. But the Biden administration's decision to release oil from the SPR has sparked such outrage from Republicans 
who have accused the administration of manipulating gas prices before the midterm elections last year. They've accused them of having no credible plan to refill the reserve, and it will cost hundreds of percent more. The Department of Energy mismanagement of the SPRs undermine America's energy security, and you don't hear anybody talking about it. You have a food crisis, you have an energy crisis, and you have a banking crisis, and nobody's talking about it. We are so vulnerable to energy supply disruption and increasing the ability for OPEC and Russia to use energy as a geopolitical weapon. And then here we're picking a fight and going to war with Russia. And for many of you, I don't, it's not even worth the argument. We're sending over Abrams tanks. We're sending missiles. We are at war with Russia. And before you know it, the Ukrainians won't have any soldiers. And who do you think is going to be stepping in? Either we give up or we send American troops or European troops to fight the Russians. It's not a good idea. That would be extremely bad. They have to win because if America does not win and NATO does not win, then the dollar collapses because it will, it will just show the weakness of the United States to the rest of the world. This is where we stand right now. And they haven't said one thing to any of you for the most part in mainstream media about this. This is an incredible story. This is the kind of stuff you need to be sharing with people. Pass this on. Send the link to people. Just pass it on and tell them. This is the kind of information we need to know. What can we do about it is elect people who won't go there. Obviously, we don't have a choice. It has to be Republicans. It has to be Donald Trump. The problem with Donald Trump is we have too many traitors surrounding him. So I'm not sure anything gets done. There's too many rhinos that are traitors to this country. So I don't have a whole lot of confidence. But the only way that we can stop it is to continue to spread the word. These crises are happening right now. and We don't even know it. And they're trying to tell you the economy's great. Everything's fine. It is such a lie. So when I say take it to the bank, I mean take it to the bank. This information is straight up and is why you need gold and silver. I'd be going to Cornerstone Asset Metals to do so. Stay away from gold companies. These big gold companies out there, the ones mass advertising that are all over the place, I promise you, they they do your homework. They are charging unbelievable prices for things you don't need. And you're being gouged, you're being ripped off. And you don't even know it because you don't do your homework. Don't go to the big gold companies. I don't care what they say. Cornerstone's been around for 14 years. We are solid as a rock and we give honest, good business. So until next week, God bless each and one of you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time. And that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals, and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.